Thank you for choosing the podcast of East Haven Baptist Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. For more information on the ministries of East Haven and to access videos and sermon notes from our services, visit www.easthaven.net. Pastor at another church in another state. And every year they had, like many churches do, a Christmas presentation. They had a Christmas play, full pageantry, the nativity scene, the angels, the whole nine yards. And like other churches, this church also, they displayed or, or showed not only the birth of Jesus, not only the promise of a Savior to come, not only as Mary and Joseph made that hard trip to Bethlehem, they also depicted the life of Jesus. As Jesus grew up and the miracles he performed, and then his betrayal and his death on a cross, and his burial, and then his glorious resurrection. And the first year that they portrayed all of this together, my friend said that it was shortly thereafter the questions and complaints started coming. Why? Why, people said. Why would you do what you did? Because this is Christmas, and now you've brought Easter into it, and you've mixed Easter into the whole deal with Christmas, and now we're, we're all kind of confused because we don't know, are we going to a Christmas program, or is it an Easter program? Which one is it? Well, the fact of the matter is, that's the point of Christmas. Jesus came to die to save his people from their sins. That's what the Bible says. When Joseph was, was debating everything that was going on after he found out Mary was with a child, we find that an angel made a visit to Joseph. And this is what the angel said in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. She will bear a son, that's Mary, and she will bear Jesus, and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, his crucifixion, was just as certain as his birth. This wasn't some contingency plan that God had. Oh, no, the world's and the universe is plunged into sin. I better figure something out. No, it was understood before the first let there be echoed into that expanse that God would send his son and that his son would be born of a virgin and that his son would grow up and live a sinless life and die a sinner's death for all of us on a cruel cross and then be resurrected. That was a done deal before anything. And so you can't rightly talk about the real meaning of Christmas without talking about the cross because that was the point of it. Jesus was born to die, and then he died to be resurrected again, and he rules over all things. That's the whole point of Christmas. That's it. And so we find that if our view of Jesus just leaves Jesus at the nativity, well, you've got a nativity set, but you don't have a work of redemption. But on the flip side, if, if our Jesus stays in the tomb, then we have a tragedy. We still don't have the work of redemption. The whole story is that Jesus came. Jesus was sent, and he was born as this little child. He was fully man and fully God, thus able to fully represent us. 
to fully be a sin sacrifice for us. And he lived a sinless life, but he died a sinner's death, a death that he did not deserve, but every single one of us, every single one of us did. And so if we come to him by faith and receive the gift of salvation that he offers, then we receive that gift of eternal life. But it comes by us surrendering our lives, us turning from our sin and self and trusting fully in the sacrifice that Jesus made. That's the whole point of Christmas. It's Christmas and Easter rolled into all because you can't tell one part of the story of redemption without telling the other. When that angel told Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. There's an echo of that that we find a little later on in the New Testament, the book of Acts. In the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we find this, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That name, the name of Jesus. Because you see, that occupied manger leads to an occupied cross. You can't have it any other way. The occupied manger leads to an occupied cross. But the beauty of it is this, that occupied cross leads to an unoccupied tomb. And that unoccupied tomb leads to an occupied throne. And that is where Jesus rules today. He rules. He rules in heaven. He rules over creation. The question is, is he ruler over your heart? Is he ruler over your life? Have you surrendered your life to this king of the universe? If you have, that's the greatest gift that you can be thankful for. If you have not yet done that, why not today? Let today be that day that you turn from sin and self and say, God, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I trust what Jesus did on the cross was fully sufficient, and I'm placing my trust in him, and I want to surrender my life to Christ and follow him and him alone because there's no other name given by which people are saved. Would you do that today? Because he rules on the throne of heaven. Let him rule on the throne of your heart. That is the real meaning of Christmas. Let's pray. Lord God, we come before you. We give you thanks for the incredible gift that you gave us in Christ. The incredible gift that you gave when you sent your son. Not that we deserved it. In fact, quite the opposite. That's why it's grace. You gave us that which we did not deserve. What a gift. So, Father, I pray today, if there's anyone here, anyone watching or listening, who has never made a decision to follow Christ, that today would be the day that they would say yes to Jesus. They would say no to sin and self. And they would cast their hopes fully upon the salvation that is found in the name that is above all names, Jesus alone. And may they know through the sacrifice of Christ, through surrendering their life to you, they might know what the real meaning of Christmas is. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.